Hi guys, welcome to episode 3 of Josiah's CRNA Personal Statement Review, a podcast by me, Josiah. On today's episode, we will be talking about identity capital and the role it plays in writing a personal statement. This podcast will be divided into roughly three sections answering three questions. What is identity capital? Why is identity capital important? And how do you make use of it in a personal statement? So the first question is, what is identity capital? This term was introduced to me through a book called The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. And in the book, Meg Jay focuses on the phenomenon of young adults struggling to build careers, families, and personal relationships. If you've never read this book, I actually highly recommend you do so. The section on building a career and work has significantly influenced the mindset I approach these applications with. And I'm not being paid to promote this. I just think it's a very fantastic book. So let me quote her on the definition of identity capital, because I don't think I can define it any better myself. She says, identity capital is our collection of personal assets. It is the repertoire of individual resources that we assemble over time. These are the investments we make in ourselves, the things we do well enough or long enough that they become a part of who we are. Some identity capital goes on a resume, such as degrees, jobs, test scores, and clubs. Other identity capital is more personal, such as how we speak, where we are from, how we solve problems, and how we look. Identity capital is how we build ourselves, bit by tip, over time. And most importantly, identity capital is what we bring to the adult marketplace. It is the currency we use to metaphorically purchase jobs and relationships and other things we want. So that's what she says. Now, not all identity capital is created equal. There are various gradations of the quality of identity capital. Most of your identity capital for your CRNA career and applications will probably come from your ICU workplace, but not all of it. Sometimes identity capital is found in the strangest of places. For example, I worked as a bus driver in college to pay for tuition. It was a fun job, but I never intended to make a career out of it. But in my applications, I wrote about some of the lessons I learned from driving and maintaining buses to illustrate my interest in managing risk and patient safety. Conversely, your job as a barista in Starbucks will probably provide less identity capital. The coffee making skills that you pick up as a barista have little value comparatively in the marketplace of CRNA school applications. It's important also to realize that your identity capital can also come from non-work sources, your hobbies and extracurriculars, and the people who surround you with. These all affect the things that don't go on a resume. And non-resume identity capital can be just as important. For example, the way you speak and you write is of utmost importance in interviewing and writing personal statements and communicating who you are. So this brings us to our second question. Why is identity capital important in writing a personal statement? When you develop a reason for why you want to be a CRNA, whatever interest you pick has to be drawn from your identity capital. You are some conglomeration of your traits, your experiences, your hobbies, your jobs, your relationships, so on and so forth. Have you ever thought of switching careers? Let's use software engineering as an example here. There's nothing stopping me from dropping my nursing career and starting as a software engineer, but I'm not going to get hired by Google right off the bat. I don't have the prerequisite knowledge in various coding languages or the connections to well-known industry recruiters or personal projects that I can show off as exemplars in my coding. 
And these are all things that can be changed. I can build up a set of identity capital related to coding, but that takes time. So if I walked in the doors at Google tomorrow and asked for a job as a software engineer, they would rightly laugh at me or call security or both. But that's in an idiomatic way what this applicant says in this following example. Recent technological advances have made it easier to deliver modern healthcare to those in need. Last year, a colleague showed me a portable ultrasound machine that uses a smartphone as a display. I found myself immediately excited about the possibilities. This type of technological innovation enables healthcare providers to make a profound difference, even without access to a traditional hospital. It is a source of continuing fulfillment to keep abreast of recent developments in the ever-evolving landscape of science and technology. I plan to make the investigation and incorporation of these advances a centerpiece of my career. So this author writes about her desire to use mobile ultrasound as the reason she wants to be a CRNA. And that's great. But then she does not back it up with examples from her own identity capital to show why this is her passion. And what I want to hear is what work has she done related to ultrasounds? What committee has she served on? What projects has she done? Because at its heart, the personal statement is a persuasive essay, and the thesis is that you write needs to be supported by examples. And just as it is ridiculous for me to say that I want to be a software engineer at Google tomorrow, so it is also ridiculous for a critical care nurse to claim that they want to be involved with ultrasound as a CRNA without any previous ultrasound experience. And this is the number one trap I see that people fall into when they write about why they want to be a CRNA. They'll pick some experience that they like from shadowing or reading about the CRNA profession, like opioid-free anesthesia or anesthesia for open heart surgery or working in rural hospitals. And they'll paste that into the essay and build their essay around doing that one thing. And these essays are very painful to read because there's nothing to support their points. There's nothing to talk about. So I read in one personal statement, five disparate reasons someone wants to be a CRNA. And you know what it all sounds like in the end? Something like this. I want to do opioid-free anesthesia as a CRNA because I thought it looked cool when I shadowed. That's, that's a poorly reasoned goal. And that's not how you build a personal statement. The dreams and the aspirations you talk about need to be founded on the reality of who you are and what you've done. Nothing turns the admission committee off faster than reading about a fantasy because no matter what company or program someone applies to, a sort of game goes on. Interviewers want to hear a reasonable story about the past, present, and future. How does what you did before relate to what you want to do now? And how might that get you to what you want to do next? Tell them about a project you've done, about a patient experience you've had, about a committee that you've served on. What did you learn from it that makes you want to be a CRNA? And very quickly, because I'm getting tired of hearing myself talk, I want to bring up a common complaint where people say, but I don't know what I actually want to do. Look, everyone realizes most applicants don't actually know what their careers will look like. Even the ones who think they do often change their minds. Do you remember your first job interview where they asked you, where do you see yourself in five years? Are you doing what you thought you were going to be doing in five years? Probably not. No one is asking you to lock in your future in a personal statement. You are not signing a binding contract. Because again, admission officers just want to hear a reasonable story about the past, present, and future. They want to hear that you've thought seriously about why you want to be a CRNA, why three years emotional pain 
And a whole lot of money makes sense in the overall trajectory of your career. All right, so that's it for now. The theory of identity capital. And to quickly summarize, the theory of identity capital is all about the idea that what you want to do in the future needs to be based in the reality of what you do now and what you have done in the past. Don't write about something that you have no experience with. Leverage your strengths and traits. Talk about what you've done. Tell a reasonable story about the past, present, and future. So I've spent three podcast episodes now mostly ripping apart things that you shouldn't do when writing personal statements for CRNA schools. But the question remains, how do you actually write a personal statement? After all, deconstructing personal statements is much easier and much quicker than reconstructing them. So on the next episode, I'll be talking about exactly that, the power of editing your own story to fit the narrative that you want CRNA schools to hear. So please let me know if this was a helpful treatise on the topic. And if you want to hear anything elaborated or clarified, please let me know as well. You can always email me as well if you want me to take a look at your personal statement. And I'll leave my email in the podcast description. And until next time, bye-bye.